GameZillaMedia.com. Video game makers believe that their products are starting to attract a whole new market. The voice of the gaming generation. The competition in this industry is so fierce, but we did manage to get a glimpse into the future. Real gaming opinions. The obvious question is, of course, how long will this smashing success last for video games? The last line of the major gaming news. The GameZilla Podcast. Look, that comes one of them now. Welcome to the Games of the Podcast, your last line of defense in major gaming news. I'm your host, Grim, and with me, remotely, my producers, Player One Miggy, and for the first time ever, officially, Sir Butterboy! Tis I, the monarch of margarine, the lord of lard, Sir Butterboy. Here... My gelatinous flesh. What is going on, everybody? <laughs> gelatinous flesh. <laughs> <sighs> oh, boy. If you are not in the know and you're listening <laughs> or looking, you're like, that looks and sounds like the Deadite Knight. It it's is not. We fired the Deadite Knight. He is dead. He's completely dead. <laughs> Never to be heard from again and been replaced by the by Lord a... of Lard. <laughs> Keep it going. Come on. I was, I was just leading you out. You have more than that. That's me. That's me. Yeah, the monarch of margarine. I've come <laughs> up with two. I've come up with two. I, I still need to the do The majesty of one margarine one. is is one yeah. that super liars like. The majesty yeah. of margarine. Yeah. I, I prefer monarch of margarine. Okay. Sounds, All right. Yeah. I thought but, you had uh, one yeah. more figured out already, too. But you must have forgot it already. It, it must not have been good enough to stick in my head. Must have just slid right off you. The splendiferous slipper, slipperiness? Yeah. I don't, I don't. I don't. Come on. Come on. Slippery? Come are, on. You gonna, are you going to tell people that you already have a logo that a fan made for you? Um, No, I'm not. That, <laughs> why, you can't reveal every card in your hand here the first, the first week of being Butterboy. You're just laying, laying yeah, but that one it's too out there. It's too it's too Sexual? intense. <laughs> I think it I think Sensual? the o- I think it is only available on the OnlyFans page. I think that's oh, how you're man. gonna have yeah, if you want the if you want the Sir Butterboy logo, you're gonna we're gonna have to do the OnlyFans page. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it's it, it it had me feeling things. I'll say that when I saw it. <laughs> but but yeah, since since you're buttery boy, it could be only only pans. Continues every single week, <laughs> but we're not here to just talk about butter nor my new moniker. Uh, but we're here to talk about some video games. No, no, no. We said the podcast is over. This is butter boy. This is the butter boy show. Now we talked about this yep. live okay, on well- my live on my stream. When you, well, hij- when you hijack week, my stream. This week's uh, butter review is is currently I have a stick of Imperial <laughs> Margarine. Welcome to episode three. On, on homemade bread. It's not good. Why did my wife buy it? It's not good. It's not butter. B- welcome to episode 336 of the Butter Boy Show, a.k.a. GameZilla Podcast, your elite free DLC for all your buttery needs and video games. There we go. We're just gonna hybrid everything. Everything's high. Everything's just hybrid now. If you want, 
Straight from our mouths. If your PS5 cool. isn't quick enough and you need to make it slicker, then just slam a stick of butter into it. You're good to go. We're going to bring our expert That's Sir Butter Boy in here. Just how do you insert butter into a PS5? It's more difficult with the PS5. I found with the Series X, the, the multiple holes in the top are just like a stir crazy <laughs> popcorn popper where you just put the butter on top and it melts down into the popcorn. You just put a little little uh, little dap of butter right there on the top of the Series X and it seeps right in so easy. Yeah. Superior design to the PlayStation 5 when it comes to internally buttering your game system. Yeah, and if you really want to get if you really if you're really lazy, you get that you get that spray butter right there. I can't believe it's not butter spray. You just spray it into the back of the Series X, it sucks it up and blows it out the top. Now you're breathing in butter. Okay, yeah, all right. Once tried to mace me with that, and they didn't know it actually makes me more powerful. So, so last week, last week a statement came out: Microsoft telling people not to vape in their Xbox. Yeah, vaping, no, this but week, spraying butter into it, it's fine. It's fine. It makes, week, yeah, yeah, makes it faster. Yeah, yeah. yeah this yeah. week they're going to be telling them not to spray butter in their, yeah, in, in their console. It's gonna, it's, it's, it's weird. It's weird. You think games little podcast is in no way responsible for malfunctioning systems due to butter intake. If you We're think if you think games load fast on the Series X now, wait till you spray some butter up in that bitch. Anyways. <laughs> anyways. The new Welcome to episode 336. We are completely off the rails. We knew this was going to happen, and we still let it happen. There was no stopping it. Uh, anyways, well, <laughs> welcome to the show. Um, before we get into this week's episode, we want to thank our patrons. And who else better to do it than Sir Butterboy himself? Tis I... Here to tell you about patreon.com slash gamezilla media. It is by far the most wonderful place on all the internet. I, I'm not overselling that. I'm just telling it like it is. I'm just giving you the raw facts. For as low as just $1 per month, you can support your favorite podcast, the Gamezilla Podcast. And guess what? You can also support all the other wonderful shows that I know you love on the Gamezilla Media Network. And you'll get access to some, some perks, but the real sweet spot. The $5 exclusive content level that gives you one bonus show from every show in the GameZilla Media Network delivered right to you on Patreon. You can't listen to it anywhere else. Um, and they're all sort of sideshows to the regular podcasts, uh, just covering different stuff that you wouldn't normally hear in your weekly podcast feed. It's totally worth your money. And we would love for you to support us and help us keep bringing you the best podcast we can every single week. And I'm not going to reveal anything any details because it, it's it's in the early stages of formation but earlier in our discord channel uh with the legend of retro there was a, a little bit of an argument that may get uh settled in an audio snake court free for uh anyone on patreon so that it might happen it's in the early stages but a little bit of a teaser that uh the snake court may be returning wow that's exciting. Thank you to our butter snake. Thank you to our patrons. Butter snake. Maybe. <laughs> what are you drinking? <laughs> butter rub. What the hell is that? 
jug, man. Don't, don't, I, I don't, I don't, you're drinking. I don't ask I'm drink, you. Yeah, what? it's simple. It's normal. It's a Coke. Like, that's all it is. You're drinking out of like a... Where's that Coke from? 1955? No, it came here. from Mexico. But where... Hold on. Yeah. What's, what is this jug? I want more details on this jug because it looked top-notch. Let me just tell you what is about this jug. Is it full uh, of no, butter? Uh, <laughs> it's actually, yeah. actually a direct feed of butter no my brother-in-law uh left uh a cowler which is a smaller growler it's a liter yeah. of beer on my porch the other day so yeah okay. oh okay all yeah. right butter sir butter boy's a classy guy okay he's a drink it, it is actually yeah. a peanut butter porter yeah. so. <laughs> oh all right we got it all right <laughs> anyways by the way, guys, uh, Johnny Riot letting us know on twitch.tv slash gameslomedia, you can watch us live every Monday night. He's letting us know in the chat, if you're the reason Microsoft has to make a public announcement, then you know you made it. <laughs> Spray that butter up in there. Come on, make it. Let's, let's get this. Let's get this done. Kotaku's going to have an article about us. Like, outrageous <laughs> podcast claiming to spray butter in this your is, we, we always talk about when we do the show, like, literally 24 hours later, we found an article where, like, I think these people listen to our show and write their write their journalism, like, ba- based off of us. And that, so now the fact that we're going so weird with spraying butter up into a system, we got you, Kotaku. IGN, whoever you are, we got you because if you write about butter, there's no one else talking about spraying butter up into an Xbox Series X, okay? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Looks looks like we made it. All right. But uh, remember, if uh, to catch this show, you can watch us live here, like I said, on Twitch every Monday night. You can watch, If you can't stay for the whole show, you can watch the VOD. You can head over to YouTube, hit that subscribe button, hit that like button, watch all the shows on YouTube. And then, of course, we are on all major podcast outlets. So if you're Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever it is, make sure you're make sure you're following us. Make sure you're hitting that like button, giving us that five star review. It, it helps us a ton. So we appreciate it. So um first up, we're not jumping right in the news like we normally do. We have some stuff to talk about and that is the first week of next gen just passed we are here we have experience hands-on experience with spraying butter up in your system we could tell you how many horsepower it adds to your system we could tell you how quickly your system is going to die and don't worry we have all these details because none of our systems work anymore but we're going to get into it here is our first impressions of next gen i'm going to start with miggy because he clearly definitely has the most just knowledge around this set up right now miggy how has your first week of the next generation been well let me tell you boys something let me tell you boys something my first week of the next of next gen has been amazing it has been unbelievable like i can't believe how fast the system runs i can't believe how smooth it is to transition from like you know a game that's already in progress to like you know uh, booting up another game you know i can't believe it i mean it's 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 un flipping believable and it's like i i don't even i i, I don't even ha- I, I don't even i don't have it I, I don't i don't have it and they left me they left me so now i can be triggered i hate all of you people that have bought 27 consoles and that are <laughs> posting them online for two thousand dollars and people that are paying two thousand dollars for them how dare you i couldn't even get one man the sad thing is i had extras of like all of them but i i made like i gave that well i didn't have extras for all of them that were like 
anybody could call dibs, but man, I should have just not, you know, should have not done what I did for uh, for some friends and made a, made a killing. I could have made a killing. I thought we were friends. I, <sighs> it, it hurts. It hurts <laughs> but, um... Yeah, so Miggy had a, had a hard time locking down a system, and if for those of you that aren't watching the show and just listening, he's he's just hugging his Xbox 360 right now because it's all he has, <laughs> and mainly because his Xbox One's hooked up, so it's probably not easy to hug. No. But <laughs> but um, we're gonna we're gonna move over to to Deadite because we know that Deadite is he's just. He's top of the line. He's always the first in line. I mean, the last several generations, I think he was literally the first person in North America to walk out the store with the with the new system. So we really just want to gather that information from the expert that is Butterboy. Um, I'm I'm known to be a, a technological trend center. Um, I've known to be someone who is graphic obsessed. And uh, so it, it always makes sense that I am fighting off the hordes of people to get the first taste uh, at the next generation. Um, or that's completely inaccurate. The only time I've ever walked <laughs> out of a store with a brand new system on launch day have been handheld Nintendo systems, including the Switch. I was like the third person to buy a Switch at the location I waited outside at. Um, but this is this is different um, because with with. The N64, you know, that, that was the first like generation that felt new to me as a child. I got one like three years into the N64. I pretty much skipped over the PS2 original Xbox era, ended up playing that late. And then, uh, you know, in the, the PS3, 360 and Wii era, yeah, I went with a Wii, but a Wii, I got near launch. It didn't feel like a new system. It was a new way to play video games. It was not the same as being immersed in a visual experience that you get when you jump generation. Uh, so Grim and everyone that went in to make the Sir Butterboy uh, Xbox happen have made uh, me thrust myself into this experience. And it's it's been cool. It It's been a really cool uh, weekend for me sitting down and, and playing some games and, and testing the new hardware and um, you know we could start going into different features or different things I like but the first thing that's different for me is I've been a PlayStation guy for a little bit now so this is my first real time owning an Xbox I never had a 360 um, I didn't own an Xbox one I had an original Xbox years after it was already dead um, so this was my first big jump is understanding how the Xbox is formatted. And at first it was driving me completely insane. I couldn't find anything. I couldn't figure out what even the face buttons did to, to get me in. I get backing out of things on accident and getting into things on accident. Um, but I'm, you know, I've had, have had since Thursday evening. And so I've had five days now of playing Xbox to where I'm actually relatively comfortable with the interface and knowing where things and I still think it's too cluttered. Um, I think that is a problem, but overall there are some things that are quicker and easier to find at the touch of that Xbox button that you didn't get with the PlayStation four. Yeah. I think the more and more time you spend with it, cause, cause I felt the same way. I was a primarily a PlayStation uh, player 
And when I made the move to Xbox last September, really, when I kind of like moved like full time, well, to, sorry, September in 2019, um, when I when I went like full time onto the Xbox, I started to realize how much sense it all made and how comfortable I got to the point where when I did go back to the PlayStation, I actually didn't really care for the PlayStation UI anymore on the PS4. So yeah, I um, but I totally can understand where like it's it's a little confusing at times. I think the Series X has done something where even now, if you don't know it, once you do learn that some of the hot button, like the hot triggers and the hot buttons that allow you to jump around to different um different functionalities just by hitting the Xbox button and then additionally hitting another button and then you're done, is um is super awesome. And there it is, folks. We were wondering. The Deadite counter, that doesn't count because I'm, I'm actually calling out the counter, is live on the show because uh, I knew I was going to butcher it a ton. Mm-hmm. So we're going to have this counter live for, for a while here, and it's going to help me train. As you can see, I have my cheat sheet right here, um, and, and I'm going try to try to get better at it. But uh, Deadite's dead. Long live Butterboy. <laughs> um, but I will say... That I am very excited to have to have Butterboy day one ready to rock and roll on a, on a next gen platform. You know, they're right out the gate and um, receiving messages from him like the first night that he that he got the system was it was like it just put a smile to my face because the things that I'm enjoying, he was like, "Oh my god!" Like, do you, like is this game supposed to look this good? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, man, yeah. He's like, did it look this good on the on the Xbox One? We Not- play, we played like we played like 45 minutes of Sea of Thieves, right? Yeah. And and we were in it, and I asked, I was like, because the colors were so vibrant, again, HDR, everything looks so nice, and it is a cartoony stylized game, so it may not be someone's first choice for wanting to be wowed by what the the new generation offers, but it is one of the ones that was Series XS. Um, enhanced so i wanted to play it and see if these is a game i've wanted to get into you know the whole generation i missed out on and i i i sincerely was asking yourself uh and we were in there with with super lars um to just say like hey is this actually did this look this good last gen how much is this improved and you guys confirmed that like the vibrancy of the colors really did pop in hdr with the optimization yeah, and I think everybody's made comments of this to the point where it's almost a joke, but the water in Sea of Thieves is, is just it's mesmerizing at times. And for that to actually look better was, like, shocking to me because I was like, I don't know how it could look better, like, but it did. And um, so I instantly felt the difference, and, you know, I am coming from just the last generation. <laughs> You're jumping you know, even further. And so, yeah, the experiences you're having are fantastic. It's just, and this is like a little bit of a side rant before we move it, move on, but I've always called Butterboy a connector, right? He, he's always, he's that person that brings people together. You could travel with him to a place that you, neither one of you have ever been before. And he'll turn a corner and be like, 
oh, hey, man, how's it going? And then, like, boom, here we are having a conversation with somebody that he, somehow he met in, in China one day when he was flying over there. It's 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 nuts the, how it works, but it just People happened. still call me out with my mask on. They're like, is, <laughs> is that, you know, is that the butter boy? And I'm it like, It just happens. It just happens. <laughs> so my point that I'm getting at is that, you know, Super Lars has been just, like, hounding me to play video games and like besides Warzone, we really and even rarely Warzone do we really get rounds in. And then the first time Jedi boots up his Xbox, he not only pulls me into Sea of Thieves, he pulls Super Lars into Sea of Thieves, and we get to play. And, and then we get to play, have fun. Uh, we we locked we locked Butterboy up, and and uh, and decided to then get drunk and then puke all over him while he was while he was uh, locked up. It's a good time. It's a good time. We got a lot done. Absolutely. So, so another thing that I was hesitant in making the, the jump is I have been vocal of not really caring for the Xbox controller. Um, I, I've liked the DualShock a lot. And I was very concerned getting into playing Xbox that that was going to be something I didn't love was the controller. And for me playing new games, new Xbox experiences, it felt really natural and it felt good on the Xbox controller. When I booted up Rocket League, I felt like I was on an alien planet. Like there was just something about the curved face face buttons that I've, I've never been a big fan of that just felt super weird playing Rocket League. But while I was playing Gears of War, because it wasn't known muscle memory, I, it just felt natural and it felt good. So I've actually thought the controller was really good. The rumble it's kind of like a dumb thing, right? But the rumble in the Xbox controller is really good. I love the way you can feel it in the trigger, something you can't feel on a DualShock 4. Yeah, well, I mean, that's all doesn't matter anymore because DualSense, DualSense has yeah, that you're has right. DualSense has that all beat. But but um, I will agree with you, and I will simply lay out the next the next competition here, the next thing to see if you'll bite on it. I've already I've already taken your dignity now. And you're drinking butter out of a jug for God's sakes. But I Try might put myself in an early grave. I might have an extra Xbox Elite Series Two controller on this shelf back here. So <laughs> oh, like, man. what do we? What what can I get out of you? What's next? Like, can I get you to wear a you know like a butter suit every week on the show? You know, every week? you know, legally change your name. You know, like things like that. You know, mm. we're gonna have to figure it out, but we get that maybe in your hands. See if you like it. Um, I, uh, I, I'm a cheap man, so we've already <laughs> seen that. <laughs> Gotta keep pushing. Gotta keep pushing. All right. Um, yeah, so I'm glad you're enjoying the system. Uh, you know, obviously it, this was a, this was a community gift that, um, all started off of a joke that was, it was a good joke. It was a good story. People really latched onto it. And so I ran with it and the, the support was just, was amazing for everybody that decided to uh contribute and help out and crowdsource this this event you can watch on it's on my channel grim the dino channel you can watch the vod of when we actually give uh butter boy the system uh it's a good time he dances he does a lot of weird things he chased a squirrel at one point I, anyways he's the a, hottest <laughs> athlete, most athletic run you've ever seen it's a very very i mean he's he's butter so i i was still impressed at how he did it but anyways um yeah that 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 was an amazing part of this week for me too obviously i did get my i got my series x i got my ps5 i've been enjoying them 
Um, I have played more Series X than I did my PS5. My PS5 was delayed uh, by by a day, basically, from delivery. And so I have played it, but not as much. Um, do we... Are we ready to move into, like, our actual, like, first week of, like, just some of our experiences? Or, or was there anything else yeah. that you wanted to cover right here, right now? No, because a lot of mine was just about becoming an Xbox player. So okay. let's get into talking a little bit more about... Yeah, just, that works. I just didn't want to, like, cut you off if you still had something you needed to get out there. So, no. all right. So I will start with the fact that um, I, I, feel, I feel in a way that I'm, I'm overwhelmed, and I usually get this way in a new generation because I have so much in front of me, right? I have two new systems and then two new systems. I have libraries that not only do I have new games, not many, but I have new games that I want to play. But now all of a sudden a bunch of my old games have this, you know, upgrade function that I want to see and I want to try out. And so I'm left figuring out with the time that I have the game, like what do I want to play? And so um, the Series X has been a lot of, uh, it's become my new Rocket League machine because I, so I, here's, the, here's what happens with tech for me, not necessarily for dead, for, oh, I almost said it for Butterboy, but, um, it still counts. Give it to me. Hit me with that strike. Um, but he's up to four now. Yeah. I, um, I went out and bought a brand new capture card. I went out and bought a brand. Yeah. Yeah. We must've missed one. Um, I went out and bought a brand new capture card because I wanted to achieve the proper frame rate, the proper frames per second that these systems could produce. And I wasn't getting that while I stream, which when I game, I stream. So like I was never, I was just getting 60 frames and I was stuck there. Well, I knew the series X could, could do 120 cause I'm watching my wife, you know, play her games in 120 out in the living room. So I went upgraded my upgraded my capture card just for that, and now I'm playing Series X, Rocket League, and Warzone at 120 frames per second. And instantly, I have not turned my gaming PC on since, because I don't like the 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 way the game plays on the Series X feels close enough to how it felt on my PC that I don't feel the advantage of jumping over the PC unless I want to play a PC game like say League of Legends or something like that. So I'm happy to kind of be back that way where I had slid away from console gameplay completely. And I was just playing on PC because Forza was running better. Now Forza runs beautifully on the series X, uh, you know, rocket league ran better. You know, uh, Warzone was, was just smoother. And now I don't have that same feeling and I'm a controller player. So even when I was on PC, a lot of times, as long as the game supported it, I still played on controller. So it really just moved me back to being on the system. This thing is beautiful. It is fast. Um, the quick resume for the games that truly support it is is revolutionary in, in the grand scheme of it, and it'll only get better as time goes on. But um, yeah, I've I've been a huge fan. And then of course the PS5 showed up. Um, this would be this was a system at one point I thought about canceling my pre-order because I just wasn't sure that I at launch I needed one, and I can say that my extra DualSense showed up. I held it in my hand and instantly said, "I'm the controller itself." I said, "I'm glad I kept my PS5 pre-order." System showed up. I played Astro's Playroom, uh, which is just a giant demo for the technology that is the PS5 and the DualSense, and um, is a fun little platformer that I. 
can say is a super basic game that kids will love. But at the same time, a grown man like myself can sit there and just like spend hours playing it and have a fun time. It's a really well done little platformer that just really shows off the potential of what the system's going to be able to do as time goes on. Um, once once that happened, I wanted to get into something else, so I I purchased Godfall, um, and that was so that was you know my first taste of like a next gen game, right? And it's pretty. I mean, you know, visually it's pretty. The interesting part is the adaptive triggers are so weird. I don't want to sit there and say I love them, but I also don't want to sit there and say I hate them. They're just weird. So, like, imagine pulling the trigger on a on a controller and feeling like you hit a stop point, but then fighting through it to, like, like, like it's almost like, it's almost like I don't know you're you you ate a bunch of potato chips and like and stuff got stuck down in your trigger and you're trying to like clear it out. That's kind of, like adapt trigger is kind of like that. We, it's, it's weird. We agreed you weren't going to talk about my controllers anymore. I, I know, I know, but the so I'll eat my chips how I want. Damn. Yeah. So it was weird when like I pull a bow out and I would go to hit the trigger and like I'd have to fight to get the tank to get the power out of the shot out of the bow. So I was like, okay, that's it's cool. The haptic feedback is it's haptic feedback. It's very it's good haptic feedback. You know, I'll tell you that. But it's I'm I'm I've used it before. Like cool. The adaptive triggers are so weird. So when I got to into Godfall, I was like, uh oh, is it gonna be like that? And it but what Godfall did is they they like they cut it back like eighty percent. So as I'm swinging my weapons around, when I'm not timing my timing my attacks properly, I like start to feel what what seems like a hiccup. It seems like think of like tripping over your own feet, right? Like where when you're timing things well, it should feel smooth, and when you're not timing things well, it should feel clunky. And so the adapter trigger would create that that difference for me based off of like I get into an intense fight and I'd start rapid firing the trigger where I wasn't, I didn't care about timing. I just wanted to swing. And because of it, I could feel that. And so it was, um, it's, it's very interesting that simply put the PS five has been a pleasant purchase and, and I'm excited for it. Um, and I'm excited to play more games around the dual sense. I really, the focus is that controller. I am I, I'm starting to understand why Sony made such a big deal about it in the sense of it evolve, evolving its you know its proprietary input device. Um and time will tell how it how it ages and how and how well it does, but it is cool. It it is cool. I will say from a standpoint of like Rocket League and stuff, which I did play on the PS5 just to see the difference, ran it at 60 frames. My Series X was double that, so like I could tell. I def- if I'm gonna play a game like Rocket League right now, I'm gonna go play it on the Series X, not on the PS5. But thankfully, that functionality that that I was just talking about wasn't in Rocket League because when I hit the gas pedal and I'm competing in Rocket League, I don't need resistance in my triggers and stuff. I just like I want to push the trigger and go. Like I don't need this like immersion of like being inside of a RC car inside of a dome playing soccer. Like I just, I already enjoyed the game, but for a single player and like that type of stuff, I think that the, that technology can be some of the coolest stuff moving forward. Like what they're going to do with horizon, what they're going to do with God of war, you know, stuff like that does excite me a lot. 
I know for me on the <clears throat> Series X side of things, everyone's talking about quick resume and how that's like the big thing when it comes to the platform. And I, 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 every like review was like, yeah, it's, it's amazing. And it's one of those things that like, you can't understand until you experience it. <laughs> and then what I can tell you is this weekend hopping between games, hopping in and out of watching streaming stuff without having to see the loading screen or the intro screen to oh, a man. game ever again um, was awesome. It allowed me to, to try out a bunch of different games. You know, I so I played a ton of uh, gears of war over the weekend and being able to play a couple hours of gears, then hop over and just tinker around in a different game and then hop right back into gears and literally be the exact same spot. I was actually contributed to me playing a lot more video games this weekend because I could let video game ADD just take over and I could go wherever I wanted and get right back to the main game I was trying to play, but I didn't waste my time on loading screens. I didn't waste my time restarting and going selecting my save file and booting back into the game it was so quick that it allowed me to much more easily play a few minutes than my wife says hey we got to go do this or hey can you do this pause it even shut the xbox all the way down go do my thing and right back into it where there just didn't feel like there was that little bit of like mental block to say i'm stopping the game this is a stopping point and having to get through that with the boot screen. So I, I, it's, it's a weird thing. It's hard to explain, but it really was a great next gen gaming experience that allowed me to enjoy gaming this weekend to a, to a new degree. Yeah. I think, I think, I mean, I agree with you even for me with uh PC again, right. Running, running uh, M2 SSDs and understanding faster boot up times this is a whole new level. This these these games are booting and switching between games. You can't do that on a PC currently and and just hit a button, jump to another game and and it's it, like it's just seamless. And a great example would be when we played Sea of Thieves. When we played Sea of Thieves and uh I know how long that game takes to load up. It, it it's dreadful <laughs> sometimes. Uh, PC's better, but I will tell you when we booted up on the Series X and I was like in a ship and ready to go, I couldn't believe it. I really could not believe how quickly we got into a game. Um, yeah, it's just it's uh, it, it is a game changer, and I think for anyone that's coming from a PS4 and an Xbox One when they do make the move, I mean, from going from a traditional hard drive to this, I mean, it is such a leap. For people that are, you know, PC players and that also enjoy, you know, like me who enjoy console gaming as well, you're still going to be impressed. But I think the people that like someone like Butterboy here that, you know, goes from an OG PS4 to an Xbox Series X, that is, I mean, the, the word leap almost seems like it's not fair to, to judge this. It is a huge advancement. So, um... Yeah, we're both enjoying that for sure. And I know, I know Player One Miggy is enjoying it a ton. (laughs) 
He doesn't even have his mic by him. Man. He's so mad. Man. <laughs> I better, I, I better Man, stop. He's muted. With, yeah, I better stop with the jokes at this point because he's gonna he's gonna get me. <clears throat> but um Okay, so with that being said, oh oh do you have something to say? Oh no, no, I was sitting here talking. I am sitting here and I forgot I forgot I muted my mic because I didn't want my vim and vigor to uh to to <laughs> intrude upon you guys is like happy time this this harmonious and celebratory time so i don't i don't want to bring you guys down it's a great it's a great time it's a great time to be a gamer it's okay because when i when i do get the uh the monolith the aka series uh series x i'll be able to take this wonderful gamezilla controller with me and i can still (laughs) i can still uh you know yeah you will be able to enjoy it that's true that is very true but for now i'll stick to my mobile gaming um, Mickey brought up a Mickey brought up a good point there. The one thing I will say is the controller that came with the Series X, as much as people are like it's the same thing, it does feel different in a in a better way. Like in it, like the slight changes they made, you know, the don't fix what's not broken type type situation, really have paid off well. I know, I know, you said you're not used to the D pad, but that's just simply because it is different than what you were used to. On the PlayStation side, but I think it is loud as hell. It, the, it, it, whole, it, it, the whole control, the the Dual Shock Four was quiet. You know, every like button press was soft. The clickiness of this controller, <laughs> it, it's fine. But I feel like it may have driven my wife a little bit insane to hear all that clicking, even when I had my headphones on this week. Hold on, is this coming through right here? Can you hear that? Yeah, it is. that's the D pad. Yeah, <laughs> loud. It's fine. It doesn't bother me. But there, there aren't going to be any any game sessions like the time she fell asleep and I played forty five minutes of Spider Man. She woke up and like she's like, "How long has the movie been done? What's a, why is Spider Man on?" I'm like, "Oh, you fell asleep, so I start playing Spider Man." That's not possible with the new <laughs> Xbox controller. It'll be like she goes asleep. I'm like, "Let me play some Gears of War," and she'll be like, "Whoa, what's going on?" You know, like it, it won't last at all. Like me playing with my transformers as a child. I'm just grabbing uh, a dual sense real quick here. <laughs> like, yeah, really? Hear that. Was yeah, that really hear that it's definitely was that really the D-pad making all that noise? That was the D-pad. Yeah, yeah. Here, ready? Wait, I'm sitting here pressing. Wow. <laughs> it's like a. It, it's yeah. It's loud for sure. I mean, is it? <laughs> hold on, hold on. The, yeah. See, here's the elite. There's the elite. It's 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 literally the same as the elite. Like it's yeah. it's just a loud D pad. So, anyways, um, wow. yeah. So, I just noticed that the slight changes to it actually feel really really nice, and um, wanted to point that out. It's not it's not anything like what Sony did with the DualSense. The DualSense is a an evolutionary change to Sony's platform, you know. And as long as they stick with it and they support it. I think um, you know people will like it, and I don't think it adds too much to it. Where it's not, we had talked about the Wii and how we got tired of, of the the you know the waving of a of a um, Wii mote and how we just wanted a normal controller. I mean, this still feels like a normal controller, so I think you know that 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 like fatigue um, fear is not as uh, bad as I thought. Now the adapter trigger thing that's gonna be something that like certain games if they try to like example. They talk about how Call of Duty, each gun's going to feel different. 
that i mean hopefully you can just turn it off right like when you're playing online or something it either isn't a function online until me in the campaign or you can at least turn it off because from a competitive standpoint i still think that can only lead to a disadvantage but time will tell um let's just talk about it the games that you played you know you, you got to try out a couple games you've already you talked about gears and stuff like i i'm gonna probably imagine what your guess is but what's the what is like the moment of the week here like what not necessarily the game but like the moments that you had where you're like dang this is cool i i really really enjoyed that 45 minutes or so we played of sea of thieves it's a combination of the anticipation of several years of me wanting to play that game and that was the first game i booted into that was optimized and i was like this this looks really nice. Um, you know, we had the sun setting over the sea, and I was like, this is a beautiful game. I'm excited to spend more time in this world. Um, I did download Forza to play the next day because we know that is a beautiful game as you're a member of the Forza community and a Forza streamer. Um, I had some fun with the game. I don't think it's necessarily a game I'm going to stick with, but I know that it was a great way for me to test the power of the system and enjoy that. And I did have enough fun, but I just don't know if it's something that I'm going to continue pursuing. Um, pl played all the way through Gears of War. In five days, I beat the first Gears of War. That is not like me to burn through a game like that. I really liked it. It's I've by always not, thought I'd like Gears of War. By not like you, that is like if if you had to tell me pick one thing that is the that is furthest <laughs> from from Butterboy, it would be the it would be speed running a game from start to finish in a small period. Like this is no way. Like I'm not gonna lie to you. It wasn't until this very moment when you when you said. I beat the original gears that it finally clicked in my head that you beat the original gears. Like in my head, I was like, he still has more gears to play. Even though I we, sent you a screenshot of the credits. I know. Today, like, I, yeah, I, I know. But like, it now. still didn't register to me that you already <laughs> beat it. And so yeah. here we are. Uh, gears is down moving. You're going to be moving on to gears too, before you know it. Yeah, I already downloaded Gears 2. Good, so, good. The night, so, in, so here was the tough thing. I put all, almost all my time this first weekend into owning this next-gen system on a remake of an Xbox 360 game. So it looked nicer than an Xbox 360 game. So there was a certain part of me that was like, this is the video game I've always wanted to play. I've always wanted to play Gears. And again, we could talk at length a different time about all the things that gears did to strike a chord to be f a fun video game for me to play got right into it loved it all the way through their foot to the gas from the first 30 after i got used to the controls which you mentioned are weird yeah. after i got used to it foot to the floor i played it all week and loved it but there was this thing that was like i should be playing the prettiest video game ever made right now and i tried booting up into no man's sky optimized for a series and i was like this game isn't that fun I'm going back to Gears of War. I played, I played like an hour of Forza. I really would rather be killing locusts. You know, like I kept getting pulled into the fun of the game. And again, we could talk about, I've already mentioned the, the features of the quick resume and the load times, and everything like helped me burn through the game. Um, so that really was the high point of the weekend was outside of experiencing the next generation visuals on some games. I was a little bit less interested, but really 
getting right into a key Xbox franchise and loving it and now really feeling driven to go through all the other Gears games to get ready um, because I really badly want to play Gears 5, which is optimized. So I feel like I, I have this hunger to burn through these Gears games and enjoy them. I'm not like not enjoying them. Uh, but I want to get to the climax of enjoying Gears 5 optimized. Um, and as Grim knows this information, um, I did get a copy of the deluxe edition of Borderlands 3, which is optimized. It's one of the optimized games. We know I'm a Borderlands guy. I just beat Borderlands 3 like two weeks ago on the PS4. So there was some, it was a little bit hard to be pulled into wanting to play Borderlands, a game I just completed. Um, on the PlayStation, but I really was wowed at how clean and pretty and sharp it does look optimized for series. So that was that was a moment that I had a direct comparison in my mind. With Sea of Thieves, I didn't have that. With No Man's Sky, I didn't have that. With Forza, other than watching your streams, I didn't really have that hands-on experience. With Borderlands going from a stock PS4 to the Xbox Series X, it was a noticeable frame rate and visual upgrade. And it, that, that moment to me really did feel next generation because I had context in my brain of how nice this was. Yeah. Um, real quick, super Lars from the, uh, from the Twitch stream there on twitch.tv slash games. media says, uh, says Butterboy will have the entire, um, game pass beat a month. <laughs> Man, I, I, uh... He's, he's hooked. <laughs> <laughs> but but no, I think I think what's happening to you with Gears is the same thing that happened to me is that the story grabs you and then like the five the five games are, like I mean the first three right are a generation and then four and five is like next generation but really it is one giant story so once you start rolling you just don't want to stop because you want that full experience it's like it's like watching one of your favorite movies you want to watch the movie you don't want to watch the first twenty minutes of it and stop like so. That's how Gears always felt to me is it felt like a movie. It felt like a story that I just wanted to keep going. And I mean, back to, the way I played it was you had Gears come out and you had to wait two years or whatever for the next one. So the fact that you get to just roll with this all the way to, to five, by the time maybe you beat five, we'll have details on six. But um, I wouldn't count on it taking me that long, Graham. That's that's bold. This is the new butter boy. Deadeye yeah. would have taken a sweet ass time and never finished any of this games. The Butter Boy is a damn serious game. Yeah, but there, but right? it's already it's all it's already middle of November, and I, and I think we we get Gears news early next year. I think news, not release, but news. Grim, did I stutter at what I just told you? <laughs> <laughs> you, you know we have two weeks of work off. That's true. In like a month. Yeah, you're right. Those, those two weeks we're is, we're done. We're done. <laughs> Um, I, I would like to partake in some, some gears play here, um, soon. I, I have to play through gears one with super Lars or he may disown me as a friend. He, he brought it up in a private chat today. I, I believe he did. I, <laughs> I, 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 I'm going to throw this out there. He, he told me not to do this. I'm going to throw it out there though. I told him to, to, to get with me some point this week. And I will play the original Gears. And if I don't, I will burn my game room down. That's how that's how that's how like serious I was. Like, we're gonna play we're gonna play Gears. And you can ask player one Miggy while we were waiting for Butterboy to get on the call here. I I made sure 
the original Gears got loaded onto my Xbox. It's already on my PC, so now I have two spots to uh, to make sure that I can join join the fight. I can't confirm this. So, but um, is that three? Is that three or four players? It's two. Every everyone is two except for Gears three and Gears five. Hmm. Yeah, Gears three is the only four player, and Gears five is technically three player. Someone has to play as the robot. Really, it's two player. <laughs> it's two and a half player. <laughs> Anyways, um, so I'm glad that's that's a great. You know, I'm thank you for sharing that experience. It, it has been a lot of fun because I mean, not the gears part of it, but obviously with the Sea of Thieves, and everything we experienced it with you, uh, Super Lars and I did. And then you know, for me. I would say like that's a that's a very big moment for me. Obviously just just getting handing you the system was a big moment for me. Um knowing because I did have the system for for a day, um knowing the excitement that I already had, I I, I could only imagine what would happen once you you started getting into it. Um so, you know, getting some messages from your wife about like her excitement around the system too, which was I think I expect I guess I kind of expected it, but like I, I didn't at the same time. And so, you know, being able to enjoy it from a media stamp media platform and also enjoying some video games. Yeah. One of the deals I made with her, like bring, bring it at home. And she was like, so you're not going to like ignore me for the next like month. Are you? And I was like, I was like, listen, tomorrow night when you're home, we're going to go rent a, a 4k Blu-ray and we're going to, we're going to watch that together. We're going to have movie night. Like, and we've actually already rented and watched two 4k movies on disc on it. So, uh, and she downloaded the Disneyland adventure. That was a connect game. That's terrible, but she was <laughs> having thrill hugging Mickey mouse digitally. It was, it was a thrill for her. She played some Ori. We played untitled goose game. Yep. Uh, All that. And she kept, I think it was a prank. I showed her game pass. I was like, yeah, which one of these games do you want to play? And she's like, yeah, but how much is this game? And I go, it's included with the Game Pass subscription we have. <laughs> oh, but how much money is it? And I was like, no, we've already paid for the Game Pass subscription. Uh, shout out the Glitch sending us a, a gifted subscription to Game Pass. Uh, so, so you can just play this. And then she's like, oh, okay. And we get to another game and I'd show her. She's like, oh, but how much is this? Will you buy me this? I go, please stop asking me how much these games are. You can just play them. It's like Netflix for games. And then she was like, oh. Yeah, she, I, I have a, she was playing you. I like it. I'm I like it. Sure. I'm pretty sure. That's a pretty standard move. But um, yeah, so, you know, I, I really enjoyed all that. I will say that my highlight of Next Gen so far was the enjoyment of the charity event that we got to do over the weekend with Super with the Super OK uh, team, They're a podcast, another podcast network um, that invited Player One Miggy and, and myself and others to join them in a Prevent Cancer Foundation charity. So we, I decided to build mine around the PS5 because I didn't feel like I was able to put as much focus on the PS5 as I had wanted to during the week. And so I, um, I focused where I play, I played Rocky league on PS5. Um, this was the first time where like for, I streamed for nine hours. So I, um, that's nine hours on the dual sense, right? That was the, that was my bulk of time on that controller. And at first I could tell you, just like you said, Rocket league felt 
so bad on the Xbox controller. It was the same for me. I couldn't do half the stuff I'm I'm norm I'm used to on on the Dual Sense controller. So I um I was lost for the first couple matches, and then it finally started to kind of feel better. And I I found found my groove, and the controller was really nice. So we played a ton of Rocket League. And had a lot of fun with community and, and all these people that came through. Uh, the charity ended up raising three point, almost three point two k. Um, our original goal was five hundred bucks, so so it was an amazing just event. But we switched. Um, we I, I set a hard goal that if we hit fifteen hundred dollars that night, I would have to play Bug Snacks. And people felt so bad for me that, that it didn't happen. Let's just say, let's just put that way. Someone was going to do Wait, it. How far off were we? <laughs> I'm not going to tell you, <laughs> but I had it downloaded and everything ready to go. We didn't hit the mark. I, tax right off. I didn't, I didn't have to play it. I was really happy. Um, it's still installed on my system. So maybe we'll throw it up. We're going to be doing another charity event um, for Gamezilla uh, in December. And we've got more details coming in with that soon, but um yeah. in fact uh in fact here live on twitch there jj be cool you and i need to talk here soon um for some details but um but yeah anyways maybe we'll throw it back up as an option because everyone has enjoyed uh hating on me for talking so poorly about this game so why not make me play it but um the switching to godfall that's when i sw- that was the chair the charity event was when i got to play godfall for the first time and Having that experience was really cool. Getting getting a true what I, as much as I like Astrobot Playroom, it is a demo. So getting a true feel of a next gen launch title, however you want to look at it, experience with the DualSense controller, that was it. And I and I like and I enjoyed it a lot. Like I said, the the controls were were clever. The way they used the adapter triggers were minimal, but enough where I noticed them and I liked it. Um, so it just was, it was a good time in Godfall. If you're looking for a new looter style game, it's a, it's a slasher looter. It was, it's a lot of fun so far. I'm, I'm really enjoying it. It's it, the, I, I know there's been some, some knocks on it, but overall the rate, the reviews have been, uh, above average, I would say. And I'm, I'm really having a good time. So we'll see as I dig further in, I know super large just picked it up too. So we'll be streaming it more. Yeah, next gen so far, I think has been uh, has been good. It's been a good time. I don't think we need to spend too much more time on it because our whole show is already spent. Yeah, we've uh, we got to hustle through these hot news yeah, topics. We're fifty four uh, minutes into the show. <laughs> yeah, get 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 in the Discord. Uh, let's talk more next gen and uh, let's let's. I'm I'm looking to set set sail on the Sea of Thieves with some people. So get at your boy, Sir Butterboy. That's my gamer tag, as you know. Um, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> I, I like watching Mickey here sitting with his little retro retro uh, system. Is just pouting. Can't see his face, but he's pouting. <laughs> there it is. It's a slight smirk pout. <laughs> yeah, kick, kicking our man when he's down. Next topic. Next next topic. Next topic. Um, obviously, if you were uh lucky, and and, and you know were able to uh acquire a ps5 or an xbox series x join the discord uh join us in the the gamezilla podcast channel or the xbox channel or 
PlayStation channel and, and share your stories. Like, how's your first week of the next gen been? What, what's what been your favorite thing so far? And what are you looking forward to the most now that you've had some experience with these devices? So before we change the subject, um, you guys, is, uh, I guess, last hot take. Would you recommend, like, if you don't have, like, the, the, the next gen do you like? Would you highly recommend picking it up now, or do you think people should should uh, are okay waiting? I personally still feel that until there is worthwhile next generation gaming experiences, or maybe instead of worthwhile, abundant. You know, like there's a lot of reasons to do it. That's when it be would be worth it. Because I'm not gonna lie, on Game Pass. Week one, I still I was still digging for things that were going to give me the next gen experience. It wasn't like it was abundant. It's not like I was overwhelmed with next generation experiences. I was overwhelmed with the new ecosystem of Microsoft. And that's that's still where I stand on it. I wouldn't necessarily push anyone to rush out and jump into this generation yet. Six months from now, my tune might be completely different. But right here today. I still, I still think there should be some hesitation based on what's available software. See, I'll take it from a different stance is that my, I completely stopped playing console games late into the generation, last generation, because uh, no getting a taste of what smoother frame rates and what, and and what just a better feeling towards a game. That's not 30 frames per second um, felt like. And so I think if you're, if you're you, if you haven't experienced it yet, this is going to ruin you in a good way, though, is that you'll never want to go back to, you know. So once you're used to, once you've experienced 60 frames, 120 frames and, and you know, and still be able to achieve that at 4K and HDR or whatever, um, it it's going to change you. And the second you try to go the second you go back to your PS4 and you try to play a game, you're going to notice it. I'm not saying you won't like you'll still be able to play a game, but you notice it. And so for me, I can, I'm going to say that if you can find a system, first of all, because both of them are incredibly difficult to find right now and are going to be through the holiday and into early next year. um, It wouldn't be the worst decision of your life because I think you will notice that everything you enjoy now is better. Everything you play right now is better. The second you pick that controller up and the second you play it, it's better. And I and and I've never thought of a video game, a new video game system like that. Like even even just looking back at the Switch, the Switch was different. And that's what I was excited about. You know, and but this time around, it's I'm I have this ecosystem. I have this world of games that I really enjoy currently in Warzone and Forza and what you know and these and other games that I can now play it better. That, that they just feel better. They they are better. And so it's weird. It, it is weird because it, it does that justify spending 500 bucks on a system? Maybe. I guess that's up to you. That's up to the person that's making the purchase. But for me, I do see value in it. I see more value in it now than I did when I was buying these because I was playing so much PC that I thought I just spent a thousand dollars on two systems that I wasn't going to use. And I am very happy that I was wrong and, and that, that actually I kind of feel bad because my gaming PC hasn't been turned on since I got these systems. So, 
Um, that's a good sign for any console player that's looking forward to this next gen. But Dead Ice Ride 2. I mean, we don't have any blockbuster games that should they're going to sell systems. Uh, it's it's going to you're going to have to leverage what you're already playing and that you want a better experience of what you're already playing. And then yeah, all my all my favorite games are going to be better now. Like I said, Borderlands, yeah. beautiful, smooth, love it. Rocket League, beautiful, smooth, love it. Like it's it is better experiences. And if you're the if you're a person that has the TV or the monitors to support it and you have the money to to buy one, yeah, it makes sense. If you know you you may need to investigate buying a better TV to really you know optimize and enjoy these. Not everyone's oh, ready. Really absolutely. Play. You're in, like I'm already shopping because I'm playing everything in 1080 right now. I'm playing. I have a 4K 60 capture card that can pump through 4K HDR and 120. I don't have the. Mo- I have a T. Well, I have the TV now that I can mess with a little bit. But I didn't. I had a monitor that I was playing with. I just wanted the frame rate. So me just basing it off of frame rate, I'm I'm happy. I still have 4K and HDR to experience. Not. I mean, I've, I've experienced it. I've hooked, I've, I, we have an extra Series X that's my wife's in the living room, so I've got to see it, but I haven't like spent the same amount of time like I have when I'm streaming. And so, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. There's, there's all of that to be considered. Um, I, I did see Johnny Riot says in, in chat here, do you see any value in an, an Xbox Series S now that you've had the X and a PC? I still feel like there is a place for this in people's homes. I don't think it's a, there's a place for it in my home necessarily as a primary system. I just still think there's someone who wants that entry level price point system who maybe doesn't necessarily have the full TV set up to get the, the full experience out of it. And I, I think it's going to be good for someone. I mean, th- there's value to it. I, I, I wouldn't want it, and and that, I mean, I could have an S right now on my, on my desk, hooked up to this 1080p monitor, and I could be experiencing things pretty, pretty decently. But I still, still just don't care. Like, I don't know. That's me though. I, I don't ever look at the. I always want like the the flagship. Like, that's just who I am. Like, if I'm going to buy an Xbox or a PlayStation or whatever, I I generally, I just want, you know, like, I didn't need a PS4 Pro or an Xbox One X. I, just, I wanted them. So, I, so that's what I did, you know. But at the same time, when I bought a PS4 Pro first, um, I also realized that I didn't have a TV that would be fully, that could fully support what I was excited for. So then I went out and bought a TV. So, I mean, like, that's what that's what tech it's what drives you right thankfully thankfully butterboy already had a tv that he can that he can and i knew that obviously when i started i i I planned ahead when tv shopping because the the playstation 4 pro was already out the specs were already out i knew what next generation was sort of going to look like so i did make sure 4k hdr 10 were requirements in purchasing my next tv yeah but i mean the s has some value i just there's just shortcomings to that system that as we've talked about over the next couple of years, we'll see how it ages and what they're going to need to do to it just to keep it afloat as far as upgrading it over time. All right. That's our stuff on next gen. We we would love to continue this conversation with you in the discord. So if you have more questions for us, if you want to just talk about something, 
You know, you disagree with something we said. Let's let's have a let's have a fun, you know, discussion about it. But um, we do need to move into this news real quick and make and make quick quick work of the news. So, uh, player one, Miggy, unmute yourself because you're muted. Here's the news. News. Topic number one. Skill-based matchmaking. Is it good? Is it bad? Thoughts? This is an interesting topic because I read an article um, that was saying that Nadeshot, a, a pro game, well, one-time pro gamer, now a now an operator and uh, part owner of 100 Thieves Esports Organization, uh, came out and basically told Treyarch that they need to cool it on the matchmaking because they are making games too stressful for good players. That's that's me just making you know from a very high level explaining this article. Um, I really didn't feel this. I I like Nate Shot. I've met him. Super cool dude. He's done some really good stuff with the Hundred Thieves. It's an organization I really have some respect for. I did not like this take at all, and so I decided to share it into the Discord and ask you, the community what you thought of matchmaking and i was really um thank first of all thank you for everybody that that, part, that participated we had a lot of people with a lot of comment on this but um i was interested in so and that there was two sides to this um i'm gonna let miggy here and that i have their piece and then i'm going to pull a couple comments in from this debate that or this discussion we had on the discord and uh yeah so guys what do you think skill-based matchmaking now the concept here is that if you're a pro or a content creator and you like to make videos of just destroying new players so that you can get people to laugh and you can get money and you can get views and then and that's and then when you actually have to play against people that are your skill level you complain see see i grew up in a different time i, I grew up in a time where we didn't have participation awards or you know ribbons for showing up um i had to earn my 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 get good my get goodness um i used to um used to play with a buddy of mine uh fighting games for example um he used to i mean just just decimate me i mean just just murder me and he didn't take it easy on me and in order for me to get good he showed me how to train he said crank the level up to the hardest difficulty and play that way I played that way for the longest time. So where I went to play a fighting game, I would automatically start in the hardest difficulty and I would be able to hold my own. Now, now taking that to the online settings nowadays, I I don't think that it's a good look for an expert player as myself to be playing against somebody that's like a tier one or that's like low tier. I mean, because one, it would get boring for a, for a streamer for, for me. It would get like boring. And I wouldn't have a challenge. I mean, and it wouldn't challenge me, make me get better. I, I would like to see in my stream to see me struggle with somebody that's a higher difficulty and then to come back like the next stream or a few streams later and see me get better um, against difficult against um, players of that tier. You know, it's all about getting better. At least for me, that's how I look at it. Yes, I want to have fun. Yes, I'm going to get frustrated because I keep falling for the same trap, but I learn. That's me. Uh, real quick, Johnny Riot from twitch.tv slash games media says, uh, Miggy, online gaming wasn't a thing when you were growing up. Exactly, it wasn't. 
It wasn't. So everything you said is false. No, I'm just... <laughs> no, no. See, we did this thing. We did this thing where we went over people's houses. We for... had, you know, the, the, the Super Nintendo, the PS1. <laughs> yeah, but for example, though, Super Lars also chimed in and saying uh, Tetris this weekend. Wouldn't you have uh, enjoyed some uh, some skill-based matchmaking so that uh, you wouldn't have ran into Lars? So what we're saying is, uh, Dead Eye, I mean, uh, oh, I mean, yes, I'm not the only one. That's five. Ethan, your turn. I mean, oh, my gosh. The government name. Government name. That counts as two. No, I'm just kidding. Blowing, blowing up my, my secrets. So the, the, the thing about this take is he's mentioning that, like, it's too sweaty being a pro. It's too sweaty being a, a high tier player. Because you get in there and the competition is stiff and it's stressful and it's hard for him to be so good all the time. <laughs> oh, I feel so bad for you. And honestly, if you don't want to be stressed out playing a video game, go play Bug Snacks. Like, I don't know what to tell you, man. Man, like, you haven't tried that game yet. You don't know. That could be a super stressful game. Play Minecraft or something. Play hey, something hey, different. Like... I don't know. As someone who's terrible at video games, I have no sympathy for someone who's good playing against other people that are good and saying it's too hard because guess what? I don't want, I don't want you coming down here and dunking on my dumb ass. Like that's not what I want. <laughs> like I'm not interested in that. So in rocket league, there's a, a sort of a hidden MMR number that you, yep, you can yep. look up and you can know about, but there is some skill-based matchmaking in rocket league. Grim has higher MMR than I do. When I hop in to play with Grimm, I'm playing with people that he should be playing against. And for me, who loves Rocket League, I do enjoy the challenge of that, but that's in a small-scale situation with a game I already know and love. Guess what I don't like? Flying into Call of Duty and just getting washed out every three seconds because I'm because they're, because. I'm no good. And I don't actually have an opportunity to learn or feel comfortable. I'm just stressed out from the drop. And that's why I've never gotten into playing, uh, playing battle Royale games. So I think skill-based matchmaking is important for cultivating new players. And there are people like me that are just going to casually hop in a game, be scrubby all the time and just want to have some casual fun. I'm not a pro player. I don't, I've never been at that level. I'm never going to be at that level. And if you're at that level, you're going to have to deal with your own problems of being good at a game. That's not my problem that you got good. Make a Smurf account. If you're that worried about it, which is not great. I would prefer <laughs> not to do that, but you're complaining about something that there's an easy fix for just make a second account. It's not complicated. So complaining to the developer, Oh, I'm too good. It's too stressful. Shut up. You're I'm sure you're a good dude. No disrespect, but. Come on, man. From a scrub player, me, you sound like you're just want, being super whiny. Yeah, and also from from a standpoint of watching some of these uh, content creators and, and the whole concept of like, oh, yeah, well, they get 60 kills around and that's entertaining. It's like, you know what? That's entertaining maybe one time. What I want to see is high-level gameplay. I watch, I watch professional League of Legends because I know it's the best of the best going against each other every week. And I learn things about the game because of watching that. Same with Rocket League when I watch RLCS. So when I hear someone whining about not being able to, to, to play less stressful games and be able to play against noobs, 
all, all I actually want to watch you play Nade Shot is you playing against people of your caliber because that's what I enjoy watching. So if you believe, if you're, you know, and and not, I'm not saying he's threatening. He's more or less saying like this, this is what it could lead to of, of content creators not playing your game. And so then your game's not getting exposure and blah, blah, blah. The other way around this is if you guys are sitting there just ruining the experience for thousands of players, how many people stop playing the game because of you? You're also damaging the game and you're not looking at it from that standpoint either. Okay, I watched today, I watched um, Nick Merckx flying through the air before he even got to the ground and killed three people with a pistol flying through the air. I've done that one time because I'm not good at this game. If I keep getting killed out of the air by people like Nick there, I'm just going to quit playing the game. I know people like uh, Invalid, for example, a good friend of ours, who played like two rounds, two matches of that game and just said, yeah, nope, I'm done because, because of situations like that. So I think this is, yeah, I agree with you guys is that this is ridiculous. Now, the one thing I will say is that Call of Duty has invisible matchmaking. So, so the problem is, is like where you said with, with, um, with Rocket with League, Rocket League yeah. there's ways to see your MMR in, in Call of Duty. I do not believe right now there is a way. So I think, yes, there needs to be match, um, skill-based matchmaking, but it also needs to be evolved some, uh, at least in the Call of Duty realm and any game that, that just hides it and just randomly places you, but you know, at this, you know, at the same time, why not just set something up similar to Rocket League and similar to a lot of these other, these other uh, games where you have a casual mode, you have a ranked mode, and and we just and we move on. Like, how come Warzone doesn't like like Apex Legends has casual and ranked? How come Warzone doesn't? Dude, Splatoon even had casual and ranked. Yeah, in that game, the the online. Uh mechanics of that game were designed by morons yeah. <laughs> and they could even get it together for splatoon wonderful game terrible yeah. online experience so let me let me throw a few of these uh messages because i did ask for these people to respond and i want them to be heard um Dor again in the discord uh, dork of the ninjas chiming in on this topic saying uh i am of two minds about skill-based matchmaking always there always have been one on one hand it helps new players in games to avoid getting uh, matched against actual pros but on the other hand it is almost guarantees you will hit a brick wall in skill at some point down the road i agree you will eventually hit a brick wall but that will tell you that that is your ceiling i'm not saying everybody can be grand champion in rocket league but as you but as you grow because my mmr was i don't know 700 at one point it's 1200 now i now know that i should be a platinum player if I'm playing at my best, I should fall in that platinum diamond zone. Do I believe I can go beyond diamond and get to champ right now? No, but I do. But because of it, I understand where I, where I, where I should be within the game right now. And so it allows me to look at my gameplay and say, yes, I'm playing at that level. No, I'm not. Why adjust, try to get better right like it, it gives you that analytical data to try to help yourself get better if you're just getting destroyed and you don't understand why i'm looking at you destiny 2 um then guess what you do you just stop playing 
I'm looking at you, Destiny 2. Competitively, Destiny 2 is one of the worst examples of just garbage matchmaking and everything because you just get sit there and just get shit on by, by people that are way better than you and you never understand what what you're supposed to be doing because you don't get to play against anybody that's your level. You just you just literally turn around a corner and you're dead and you don't learn anything from it. So spray and pray, baby, spray and pray. So yeah, um, but I, I definitely understand where where Dork is coming from. I just think, you know, the the one outweighs one the one side outweighs the other big time. Um, Kinder Girl comes in and says, "We need we need skill based matchmaking. Say, for instance, if someone plays Rocket League but just plays it for fun and isn't a pro like or anything." If you get rid of skill-based matchmaking, you'll be forcing those players to sometimes go against grand champ players, and that's not fair and takes away from the fun of the game. I 1,000% agree because I have played against grand champs, and I play with my friends who just like to have fun. It's a very different game between those two. I enjoy them both. Here's the kicker. If I go into casual and I'm just playing at lunchtime with my buddies, the last thing I want to do is come across the grand champ team because none of us are going to have fun. And except, I guess, except for the other team, maybe. But even they're going to get bored. So 100% agree. Master of Puppets saying, I'm good with skill-based matchmaking when you are aware of what they are ranking and being able to see what tier you're in the blind um skill-based matchmaking that call of duty and a lot of other games employ is very frustrating that's exactly what we were talking about right is that blind skill-based matchmaking is in my opinion is lazy it's lazy it almost just seems like the developer doesn't want to put the extra effort in where when we have games that do you know share uh, whatever level, you know, oh, you're, oh, I'm bronze. Even if you don't know your MMR, you still get, you still get a, a medal, right? I'm bronze, I'm silver, I'm gold, I'm plat. Like, it still places you. You still have an idea. When you start getting in that gold plat zone, guess what? You got to be good. You have to start doing aerials. If you can't do aerials, you're not gold or plat. That's, it's that simple. And you, and like, I learned that because of the system, uh, AJ, the SP laser guy. I believe that skill-based matchmaking is something that should always be optional. Destiny PvP, for example, the different playlists have different bases. Quick play is a, is connection-based. Competitive is skill-based. I have a different mindset when I play in each playlist. For example, like Call of Duty, I should be able to choose whether I just want to have a casual game or go full-blown sweat. But with the with <laughs> but with this hidden uh, skill-based matchmaking, I feel like I have to sweat all the damn time. And that's the problem. That That's the exact... He, he explained it better than, than I could with Destiny is um, ignore the competitive level because that does give you skill-based. The, the quick play is connection-based. You can pull anything from that. Anything. So that's that's the frustrating part. You go into a match and you just get you just get how many times have we gone into a Destiny 2 match, Butterboy, and been mercied in quick play? Um it's really hard for me to remember video games I played four years ago because <laughs> I haven't played Destiny 2 in four literally. Yeah. Uh, three years. Three years. Uh it's been since I think I uh, played. Game Destiny Pass, 2. baby, you got everything now. I, I I'm not kidding. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna re-download Destiny and play the DLC now that it's available yeah, on Game Pass. I, I but, could, that, but that's besides the point. Yeah. Um 
but yeah, we got mercyed all the time and it, and it was brutal. And JJ, JJ be cool in the chat, bringing up, it'd be like MLB players playing against little leaguers. Yeah. The, way I, the way I thought about this and I was, I wanted to articulate is this would very honestly be like an NBA player coming out and be like, Hey man, like it's tough out there in NBA games, you know, like sometimes it'd be cool, you know, if like I could just chill out and just drain threes the whole time and look like a superstar and everyone would love me. But dude, like in the NBA, everyone's always trying to defend me, you know, like it's competition, like screw me for getting to the NBA. I guess I should be playing over in Europe, you know, like it's an insane thing to complain about being at a high level and competing at a high level and just saying it's, it's stressful being in the league. Okay. Go, go play ball in Italy. Okay. No one's going to feel bad for you. It's, this is the same thing. Yeah, exactly. And I think Rocket League does such a good job with it because even their casual does give you MMR. So even when you play casual, you, sh- you should be playing around people of your level. Now, if you team up with your buddy that is higher than you, then you, you're accepting the fact that you're going to be playing a, a more challenging game. But, none, but it still works. And your MMR of casual is separate from your MMR of competitive. So if you are a very sweat player and competitive, it doesn't roll over to the casual. That's why. So the separation is what I actually like. I think Rocket League is one of the best games as an example to trying to create what we're what we're all calling for, which is balance, right? And so, um, you know, Merciless saying another YouTuber, Twitch streamer, complaining that the game is too hard and they cannot get their high kill count videos streams that generate lots of views and revenue for them. I have no sympathy sympathy for them. As far as I'm concerned, they should just ban him for unsportsmanlike conduct and be done with it. Everyone should have a game that is fair and balanced. I'm frankly tired of hearing supposed supposedly highly skilled players complaining about playing players their own skill level and saying the game is too sweaty. These self-entitled players demonstrate little regard to their fellow players and only care about themselves. If players um, play your own skill level is sweaty, then players above your skill level must be beyond sweaty. If these players uh, of games are bad, then why should anyone be subject to them? Why should the game be fixed only for highly skilled players? That, I mean, that is, that was, that was Butterboy's statement. That was very well said. And let's, he did, he did point out something that, that I kind of mentioned and lightly is, you don't care about the player base, which means you're basically saying you don't care about your fans unless they're watching you because your fans play the game and you're trying to make that, that work. Like, don't get me wrong. When, when a kid drops in and I, I, I played with somebody the other day that was like, yeah, man, I got to drop in and I got killed by Nick Merckx. It was amazing. It's like, cool. Yeah. That happened one time to you. Now, if it happened over and over and over and over and over again, would you think it was still cool? Probably not, because you would never be able to play the game. Um, He goes on to say that Destiny PvP is awful. I don't know anyone that wants to play the game modes in the competitive playlist, and quick play is unplayable because skill-based matchmaking was removed. Uh, The games have either part... um, the games have either partied up teams or highly skilled players just that just roll over the opposing teams uh, or one or two highly skilled players that just kill everyone. 
It's not a fun casual gameplay experience when the opposing team is killed so quick you never see them. You're being spawn killed the whole game or the most or the most of the players simply quit mid game. Why should players need to play rank competitive games modes or game modes they don't want to play to have a fair game? Don't lower skill players also um also deserve yeah, doesn't lower skilled players deserve to have a casual gameplay experience? Especially when you're going into something called quick play. Or you're going into something uh, called casual. I, Butterboy, will vow today on this podcast to always be a voice for the scrubs, a voice <laughs> for the unskilled, a voice for the filthy casual players. I am among your people. I will lead you. I will be your voice and I will not allow us to be bullied by famous streamers, professional players, or sweaty nerds. It will not happen on my watch and I will always call them out for being such. So vote Butterboy for president of Scrub Gamers here in 2020. Thank you. I believe this that we will win. I believe that we will win. <laughs> this has been a message. From the office, Butterboy. Like, Hell yeah, Butterboy. <laughs> Very well like, said. Turn on the lights. Very well said. Um, the last point I will make here: Super Lars did chime in, agreeing with Merciless and saying, "But I will concur with AJ, the SP Laser Guy, that you should have the ability to see where you are in ranked games. If you want a more casual experience, you can play in a custom lobby or a single player." Uh, match a casual experience where you are getting insane amount of kills by killing noobs is not fun for most people involved. That's the other kicker. A lot of these games have custom matches and and these people that are complaining like Nade Shot are famous. So are you telling me you can't build a custom a custom lobby and fill it? Cause I, cause you can like, don't, I don't care what excuse you have. You can fill it every time. And then, you know what? At that point, go ahead, go on a 60 kill streak because people agreed to enter the room with you, but don't go and just try to destroy the entire concept of trying to make a fair, you know, playing field because you're stressed out after a nine hour stream. Okay, you so terrible I, for you. I think I think Butterboy said it said it earlier today when I first sent this article out. I said he said um oh uh short stream, yeah, you know, you only stream for 9 hours. That's a job. Guess what? You what you want to know what happens at my job when I work 9 hours? Yeah, there's a thing it's called stress. It happens. Deal with it. Okay, you're good at something and you want to prove to the world that you're that you're as good as you can be. Then prove it to them. And when you're tired after your nine-hour stream, get some rest. And then wake up and do it again because it's your damn job. And you're still living the dream, man. Hate to break it to you. Guys, guys, you're, you're, you're too good on this show. You're too, you're too good with this podcast. I need you to turn it down, make it easier for me. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe. Yeah. For real, man. All right. <laughs> Let us know what you think about skill-based matchmaking in the Discord, guys. We're going to keep it moving. We are we are running long, as always. So um, topic number two. Uh, these next two are going to be pretty quick, but we want to get them out there because it's information that we think is beneficial to everyone. Capcom has been hacked and, a, and has had ex- 350,000 people's personal data exposed. So... Mm. 
If you've ever played a Capcom game, if you have a Capcom account on their website, if you have some sort of connection to Capcom, now would be a good time to, uh, you know, change your password, lock things down, and then also pay attention to your personal data, however you like to do that, through whatever program you like. But Capcom will probably, by by law, will be uh, offering you some sort of free service here in, in the near future. But uh, a recent ransomware attack on Capcom uh, may have compromised personal data for approximately 350,000 people. Uh, the information includes names, addresses, birthdays, phone numbers, passport information, HR information, and more. Gotta love the and more. What, what the hell does that mean? It includes individual access for Japan and North America. So, um, they have confirmed that some employees have been affected, but it, but it was only, like, I think a handful of employees. Uh, nine. Former and current employees' personal information have been exposed, while the fate of the larger group of customers and business partner information remains in question. Uh, Capcom is going to continue investigation, beginning with contacting those individuals and other stakeholders whose information was verified has been compromised, while continuing to look into what other information was potentially taken. The company writes, uh, at-risk data does not contain any credit card information, but it does, it can, can uh, own, or it can hold other information, so keep an eye out, and also keep an eye on what Capcom's reporting, because as of right now, they're saying there's no credit card information, but it sounds to me like when you, this was a quote that I, that quote, last part I read was a quote, it kind of sounds to me like they're not 100% sure what the full, the full scope of this is, so keep an eye on it in case it gets worse. So, um... There's not a whole lot to talk about this. I just want to get out there because it's, it's it's good information for everybody to know about um, when we when everybody needs to just be protecting their identity. So um, if you've got a Capcom account, don't even wait for them to contact you. Just go change your password, lock it down, turn on two-factor authentication if you haven't turned it on. You know things like that. Just just get ahead of, get ahead of the curve. Got anything you want to add on that, Deadite? Yeah, Capcom having a breach. Uh, wonder if uh, that's going to affect any of those rumors about Microsoft trying to buy a Japanese studio. <laughs> so what you're saying is Microsoft was behind it the whole time. Uh, I'm just saying if uh, Capcom has financial problems, uh, there might be some Capcom games coming to Game Pass soon. <laughs> oh, dear Lord. <laughs> more. There are some on there, but some more. Man, Capcom purchase would be would be awesome. Man, who you telling? Weeb like me? I would. Oh man, I'd weave out so hard with that collection. That that's the, a little too excited over the there, hurdle. <laughs> that's the hurdle that Microsoft <laughs> needs to make to break in Japan is buy and make Capcom games exclusive. That would be immense for the brand in the East. But yeah. that's all I got. Okay. So yeah, keep an eye on your account. Go update your stuff. Uh, next topic is Google is giving free Stadia gaming kits to yes! YouTube yes! Finally! <laughs> to YouTube yeah! premium subscribers only. Oh. Oh, man. So you're telling me I should have just thrown that Xbox Series X just out my door, just, <laughs> whoop, just heave it on out? I already did, because I'm a Stadia guy now. Five yeah. days of Xbox, I'm ready for Stadia. Um... <laughs> So I will say the bad news is if you haven't uh, if you haven't 
already locked this in. The a Google spokesperson reached out to The Verge to confirm that the promotion is out of stock in the U.S. already. Damn. Um, but we look pretty it, close to Canada. Yeah, for anybody that's based in UK or anywhere else, um, they haven't said that they're out everywhere. But basically what happened here is Google has added another promotion to help push its game, its cloud gaming service, Stadia, into more households. Now YouTube premium subscribers can get a $100 Stadia Premier Edition bundle for free. A Google spokesperson told The Verge that uh, supply for the U.S. production has run out, but is still available uh, for eligible YouTube premium subscribers based in the U.K., um, Google's Stadia Premier Edition features one Stadia controller in addition to a Chromecast Ultra. Um, but yeah, so that, I mean, that's really what it is. It's if you have YouTube Premium before November 6th, yeah, you can't sign up for it right now and get it. But if you're if you're already a YouTube Premium member, then you can con you can contact uh, and just go through the link that's included in our podcast on gameslomedia.com. Click on that link and you can submit your form to get your free kit if you crafty swine. If you really want it. <laughs> this who is um who on free stadia. That's yeah. the only kind of stadia that's acceptable. Yeah. Can I back <laughs> can I need to backpedal for one second because I saw a comment in the chat. Merciless says Microsoft has denied they're looking to buy a Japanese studio. That is that is not hundred percent correct. Bill Spencer said he did not is not actively looking to buy a studio, uh, studio, but that he does not know what every group within the Xbox and Microsoft um, um, team are doing. So he basically the way he phrased it was, I'm not aware of. Which I thought was really weird from the head of Xbox to basically be, instead of just shut it down, basically be like, well, I'm I haven't talked to anyone, but I don't know what anybody else is doing. So it's not it's not exactly um, black and white there. So it, it it was a little little foggy as to his response in a good way. I, I want them to buy. I want them to keep doing what they're doing. <laughs> But yeah, I mean th that's the thing. Phil Phil made that comment on a on a uh a, a, a podcast, but he ma he made sure to explain that he can't see everything that's going on. So there may be something going on through the Japanese like side of it that he hasn't been up you know brought up to speed yet. Superlar says buy Sega and release Dreamcast Series X. And you know what? That's when Butterboy would take his Series X now, throw it out his window, and pre order day one Dreamcast. I already tossed it out for Stadia that I'm not getting now. <laughs> Man, you better go pick it back up then. Where's my remote? Can I change my light to be blue for Sega? <laughs> <laughs> but um so yeah, anyways, the Stadia thing. It just continues to be a big joke, honestly. I just, I, I can't. I know Google has had rough has had rough launches in the past with products, but my goodness, this thing just seems like a dumpster fire. So, anything you want to add on this, guys? Do you care at all? I mean, nope. Uh, I mean, if I was a subscriber, I would have got me some free Stadia. I'm not gonna lie about that. Yeah, but what would you really done with it? Would you have actually, you wouldn't have actually like gamed on it. You would try it one time when it showed up and then you'd probably just put it in your basement. 
I would have probably slung it on eBay for some more Game Pass money. <laughs> yeah, Johnny, I don't know why it's Senior Butter Boy. Uh, well, Butter Butter Boy Junior is only an idea at this point in my life. There is no Butter Boy Junior. Yeah, I know, um, but it should be. I thought it should be Sir Butter Boy. You've been knighted yeah, by you, the you've been knighted by the Queen. Yeah, Mrs. Buttersworth actually knighted Wait, me. You you got knighted by Freddie Mercury. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> How do we make the leap to Freddie Mercury? You got oh, Queen. Queen. Queen yeah. Okay. My remote does not yeah. work for changing my light color. I'm a oh, little disappointed. That's sad. This is, um, this is what happens when you buy an LED light from Five Below. So here's a question for that I want that I want Deadeye to answer, and by okay. Deadeye, by Deadeye I mean Butterboy. So that's six yeah, now. Give me that. Six. Um. So if we get to seven. You got to give me an Elite Series controller. <laughs> no, 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 no. We didn't make that deal. Um. <laughs> Merciless N wants to know. Merciless N wants to know. Uh, because of how bad Stadia is doing, when does Google rebrand it? I figured you just—I figured you just rebranded, so you might have some input on this. Uh, I, I would imagine they rebrand it when they see that Amazon Luna Plus is an actual success, and they're like, "Oh, damn! Okay, so let's scrap this, <laughs> rebrand it, and call it like Stadia." I don't know. The name never really did much for me, so probably call it like Homeboy. No, Homeboy is too good. <laughs> Nintendo, Nintendo already paid me for the patent on that. That's how I could afford this five below LED light. Um, the, Google would probably call it like Google Good Gaming with an extra G on the front of it. That's what they should rebrand it to. And um, wait, say, say that again. Good Gaming. G <laughs> Gaming. Good Gaming is what is that's a better name than Stadia. GG Stadia is a bunch of nonsense. Good, good Gaming and people are like oh, I'm on that GG. Yeah, um, I'm on that. You're GG. welcome, Google. I expect to have five more dollars in the mail to purchase a new light that I can actually change the color on. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but I could see Google rebranding this um, within the next year or so. I, I really I have no idea what their subscriber count is. I personally don't know anyone that plays Stadia. And I mean, we know gamers yeah. and there's not a single person that we know that's like, oh yeah, no, I, I have Stadia. I use it all the time. Here's how I, I, I don't, I, I do I, know one person that has a Stadia and is a Stadia fan actually runs a Stadia YouTube channel. You know them personally or you know them like through the internet? I, I got <laughs> to know them personally. So, but did you find them after they were already a Stadia person or before they were a Stadia person? uh after so i've been laughing at them and not with them okay i have because very... my point is i don't know anyone anyone personally in any sort of way <laughs> i have a very uses a stadia <laughs> and more importantly i would imagine most of the people i know don't know what stadia is i have a very like, long like, list <laughs> i have a very long list of gamers that i know right i know one person that's a stadia player they they work with us Here's the kicker. They gave me a three month free pass for Stadia because they knew I was a gamer and they knew about the podcast. Cause I think you probably told them, I don't know their <laughs> name, dude. <laughs> like I don't actually know this person's name. I just know he plays ping pong at lunchtime when we used to go to the office and he gave me yeah. a three month pass. And then he asked, and then like two months later, he asked me how, what I thought of it. And I lied to his face. I was like, yeah, man, it was pretty cool. I never even redeemed it. Like, 
That's Stadia to me. Like, go ahead, go ahead, Butterboy. I'm I'm telling you, if I went on my Facebook and I grabbed every dude I know that like games casually, like you play in COD, you play in Switch, you play like whatever, like you're not a hardcore gamer. I was like, yeah. But if you checked out Stadia, they would all be like, what are you, what is Stadia? What are you even talking about? I play PlayStation. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like it's brand wise is so far outside of the scope of what regular gamers even think about that it's dead. But again, Luna being successful, which not that I necessarily think or know that it will be, um, could be the only thing that sparks Stadia's revival. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, maybe. I don't, I don't know. I mean, the, like, the back end of it, the tech end of it is, is interesting, but man, have they just... I thought their marketing was bad up front. I thought it was too... They, I thought they were very arrogant in, in basically claiming all these... Making all these promises that I had a really bad feeling that were going to fall flat on their face. They have. And... Now we're left with just a platform that I don't think that the majority of people don't believe in. Like I saw something the other day about Stadia and that, and it was a, it was a, you know, a written piece that was trying to hype it up a little bit. And they're like, yeah, you can get into Stadia right now because don't, because you can play great games that they have like Destiny 2's new DLC that's coming. And I'm like, you guys were using Destiny 2 as, as a launch title promo for your platform Fast forward, not to today, and you're still using Destiny 2 as your hype point because you have nothing else. It's just, it's sad. It's sad coming out. Coming out. I really, Sell- I, I thought this group was going to be able to do more than what they've done with it. Selling your platform of come play Destiny 2 is like <laughs> opening a restaurant and saying, hey, we got boiled turds. And then a year later saying, hey, guess what? We got boiled turds with a side of urine. Like it's still like, you're not <laughs> wow. Wow. A year wow. It's still boiled turds. The facts are facts. We're going to move it on, though. And we're going to wrap this show up based off of that last comment. Wow. <laughs> Am I right or am I right? I just want to know how many people Tell here have wrong. experienced boiled turds before, because I sure haven't. <laughs> Destiny 2 on the Stadia is boiled turds of food. The closest I've ever gotten was chitterlings. That's it. That is it. All right. That's been our attack on the news for these topics and much more. Please visit gameslittlemedia.com where you can read you can read the articles. You can watch the videos. You can listen to the podcast. You can consume all the great content that all the teams here at Games Little Media are making. And, uh, yeah, keep it going in the Discord as well where we hang out all week long when we're not doing this show. So, um we don't really have to have gaming moments of the week unless um except for i think mickey could share his gaming moment of the week because i think i think butterboy and i probably already covered that in the next gen section so mickey this is this is mickey court this is this is the player one mickey zone the player one mickey zone what do you got for us welcome to the players club with player one mickey we might get sued for that you better be careful i was trying to I was trying to slide through, you know. I was trying not to re- relive my uh, my pain and my uh, my my torture. But um, Mickey, yeah. you didn't get a next gen system. What do you got for us, man? <laughs> Dang it! Well, this weekend uh, I made a mistake. Uh, <laughs> I've been playing uh, the new t- uh, the new game, the Game Pass, the Tetris Effect. Um, 
been been very addictive, very addictive. But um, I was playing it after after a, a grim ra- a dino raid, and um, wanted to hit, spend some time. And I want to just get off the stream when when uh you know they came through. So I wanted to spend some time chit chat with them, and uh, I booted the game up, and I played with the uh, longest Elmo at first. Um, I had some fun, you know, kind of, kind of beat him a couple times. You know, wasn't cocky about it, but then Super Lars was like, "Hey, I watched you lose to him too, though." I just want to point that out. I didn't lose, not the longest Elmo. I watched you lose to him. Guaranteed. Not the longest Elmo. No, no, that was Super Lars. I watched you lose to longest Elmo. I, I, I didn't lose to longest Elmo. I didn't. I'm pulling the vod then. Pull the vod. Pull the Pull pull the vod. I got. I guarantee you lost to him. Guarantee. I swear. On my Xbox Ooh. Series X. Okay. Ooh. All right. Let's let's take that Series X then. But uh, anyway. Yeah, but what do I get if you, if I'm right? The satisfaction knowing that you're. No, right. no, 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 no. I think you have like a Mega Man game or something that I don't actually have in my collection. It's got Mega that. Man Legends one and two. No, no, you and got uh, Tron Bond. Yeah, Tron Bond. There we go. Throw that up there. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Wow! Wow! <laughs> this is a bold, this is a bold deal going down. Any old wager, but uh, yeah. In, anyway, I get Super Lars in there, and um, you know we're playing and for, booted up the first match. Right, thirty six seconds, or was it like thirty thirty two seconds. It was over. It was over before I even had a chance to hit hit a button. Super Lars massacred me. So the second round came in. 45 seconds. Then we we went again. We ran about five different matches, and I managed to beat him one time in one match out of two rounds. Yeah, yeah. I, the moral of the story is yeah, get good. I, I need we need better we need better uh what is that better uh skill skill pairing to avoid that from happening. But but like I said earlier, I mean the man puked on me this week. <laughs> and see a thief so he's just he's out for all of us but like i said going back to that section i mean i learned a lot from him so i've been playing every day since we played and i've been incorporating what he taught me and what i learned from his match and i've actually been been dominating i think i've lost like once or twice uh in online matches so yeah yeah super lars kudos super lars I was watching you in a, it was like a race mode. You, you weren't, when you guys would clear lines, you wouldn't actually dump your, your, uh, blocks on the other player. And mm-hmm. so you would just, you would go through levels, right? And the levels would go up, it would get faster. And then, so I was watching oh, that you were playing against the, Elmo and that's you, the one. you were, that's ahead, the one. you yeah. were ahead of him in level, but he was ahead of you in score. And then you actually yeah. lost and he kept going. That's the one. Yeah, that's why I did lose against Long Elmo in the classic mode. Yeah. So, so, hold on, hold on. Sorry, oh, sorry geez, again. What, what, sorry again. What did you say? You you did what to Longest Elmo? Yeah, I, I lost. I lost. Oh, okay. Yeah. Tron, uh, my address here is um. You know where I live, so just go ahead and that Tronbon. You know, just hook me up. Thanks. <laughs> Y'all heard it here on the podcast. <laughs> that's all right. I'll be sure to shove Barbie's Wild Horse Racing Adventure in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, as long as you get the case, the case actually has value, so we're good. <laughs> Make sure the insert's in there, too. I'll find the disc somewhere else. I do not else. want this to get settled in snake court. So snake you guys court's coming. On your own. Snake court is coming. Oh, All right. Doom, 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 doom. <laughs> All right, everybody. Uh, obviously, we already told you, if you got a new system or whatever, you're just having a good week in gaming, hop in the Discord. Share your gaming moments with us as well. We always like hanging out, talking about everything that's going on in our community. 
So thank you, uh, everybody, for hanging out. That wraps up our very quick gaming moment of the week because we are uh, Butterboy and I already covered ours. But um, we're going to let Butterboy one more time remind people what is Patreon and why should they get involved? Yeah, get on our Patreon. Otherwise, we'll all end up homeless and without a podcast. It's probably true. I don't know. I didn't fact check that. Neither should you. Um, go to <laughs> patreon.com slash GameZillaMedia and start your patronage today. Start as low as $1 per month. Exclusive access comes in at $5 per month. Gives you access to shows available from the Legend of Retro, Noobs and Dragons, Noiseland Arcade, Last Action Podcast, and, of course, you boys here at the GameZilla Podcast. It's happening. Patreon.com slash GameZillaMedia. All right, and then one more time. Remember, you can listen to Noiseland Arcade, Last Action Podcast, Legend of Retro, Noobs and Dragons, GameZilla Podcast, all of our shows, GameZillaMedia.com. Go head on over to iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, wh- whatever, wherever you like to hang out. Okay? I mean, we're everywhere. We're shows coming out every week. Five stars. Hit that heart. Hit that sub button. Hit that follow button. Whatever that button is on your platform, it helps us out a ton. And, um, you know, keep showing up here on twitch.tv slash Media every Monday night. Hang out with us live on the show and help influence this podcast. Like Super Lars, Merciless, AJ, Dork, everybody, uh, Master of Puppets, everybody that partaked this week on our topic. So we're going to be looking to integrate more, more of that with our Discord. So make sure you're joining the Discord. And lastly, to go along with the Discord, we are uh, coming to the end. The Legend of Retro Boys are coming to the end of uh, the community play. Um, we're starting to do a lot, a lot of, uh, more activity with the community. Uh, we're playing uh, Among Us. Um, like I said, the community play, which was um, Earthbound. They haven't said what the next game is going to be, but if you want to play with us and uh, join in that community discussion and learn a little facts, you want to go ahead and jump into that Discord so uh, you can have fun. Yeah. Right. All right, everybody. Well, thank you for hanging out on episode 336 of the Games Little Podcast. Remember, we are your elite free DLC for all your gaming news. Until next time, game on. Game on. Game on. <laughs>